chat. Hi, chat. Hey. Hey, oh. everybody. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? Getting over a cold, as yeah, it turns out. Yeah, a little, a little stuffy. Yeah. A little, a little dup dup. Yep, oh, that's I, I got a dubby <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's exactly where I'm at. Yep. And it's not good. I was sick on Sunday, and I hate being sick now because, as I've said before on this podcast, I'm not a kid anymore. I yeah. don't get any benefit out of being sick. Nah, you just get stress and shitty sleep, and everything sucks. Yeah, and then when you call out of work, you use up those sick days that you would otherwise use for drinking. Yep. And you have no other option. That's it. You just got to hold it. Yeah, it sucks. Hold that out. Just mainline some fucking vitamin C, just hook up to an IV drip of emergency, you're good to go. Yeah, I, I, I hope emergency's good. Uh, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but basically um, none of that actually works except for specific cold medicine. And even that's just treating symptoms rather than curing your cold. Uh, so yeah, everything sucks. Because the common cold is incurable. Apparently. <laughs> yep. Shoutouts to modern medicine. You fucking idiots still haven't found a cure for influenza nor the common cold. I think it's just because the virus mutates too fast to do anything about it. Well, but, science yeah. needs to mutate faster. Science guys are bitches sometimes. Yeah, you fucking losers. Figure something out. Huh? Yeah. Do something good for the planet yeah, for f- once. Get it right. God, you fucking God damn. scientists. You what the fucking hell are we losers. paying for? God damn. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast ostensibly about nerd shit. This week, uh, we're going over some corrections from last week as well as uh a burning question from last week and a review of punisher from me your Uh boy what do you got uh i want to talk about shield hero and the into the spider-verse soundtrack okay all right before we get to that i want to give a shout out to all of our lovely patrons patreon.com slash real nerd hours for all that good shit get our patreonies Uh, up in there yeah dog join the patreon we got a bunch of shit on there there's so much bonus content there's so much good stuff yeah dog uh several hours at a time there are movie commentaries we just finished thor the dark world charles and i and holy fuck that movie is boring (laughs) <laughs> it's not good <laughs> yeah 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 all right shout out to our lovely patrons uh adrian t ash princess midna brian r cjw charles s chet brown what up chris w dad who's neither of our fathers uh daniel destro the siege dicky dynamo emilio r eric p Final Cake, Fun Kilo, uh, James A.W., John O., Juice Campbell, our new one, Mel J., Mike C., Patrick M., Piggy Nucka, what's up, Nikki? What up? Uh, Rare Steak, Rory M., Sacred Fire, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper, Saul G., Scythode, Spirit Fury Fire, Swervelo, Vidal S., X, the X Janitor X, Uper Pete, and Zalora. Thanks, everybody, for your support. We look forward to you enjoying whatever we put up on the Patreon whenever it goes up at whatever time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I was working with the schedule for a little bit, but you know, sometimes, sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes alcohol gets in the way. You know, things happen. Sometimes, sometimes you make suboptimal decisions regarding people that you shouldn't see anymore. That sort of thing. Ah, yep. Uh, so, uh, I guess a roundup of what's on the Patreon, what's coming up is just more commentaries. We're doing every MCU film, from beginning to hopefully, I want to say, uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, we're on pace to be done with all of them before Infinity War drops. Yeah, definitely. I think we just hit number nine or eight. It's number eight. Never mind. Eight of 22 or something like that. I feel like we're further along. Oh, no, you mean what's posted? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 I think we can get there. <laughs> Thor the Dark World. That movie sucks. Uh, go listen to the commentary. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I forgot that movie as I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, after every 30 seconds, you just blink and look around like, what the fuck am I doing here? It's like Memento, but in movies. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's how I was with Men in Black 2 as well. Like, I left that theater and I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, the first thing I want to get to, I suppose, is a review of the Punisher Season 2 season. Yeah. Season 2 of Punisher Season 2. All I know about Season 2 is that he takes on conservative children, murders them all, and he was got Donald Trump called up the directors and said, wow, that was really shocking. Can you not do that again? And he's like, fuck you. That was what went down, right? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what went down. It was an anti-Trump show. Uh, and it, he, it was just Punisher for one hour for 13 episodes saying, fuck Donald Trump. I was really surprised when he went into that all white school while wearing a black lives matter t-shirt and just shot everyone up and with a black beret on too. Yeah. That was really unexpected, but he, Hey, he said, know. I'm an honorary black Panther, not the Wakandan one. No, yeah, The other guys, <laughs> the scary ones. <laughs> I'm a black Israelite. <laughs> Hotep. Fuck all these Yakubians. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, so that's actually something that I wanted to touch on briefly because I Googled Punisher Season 2. And there were more articles about it being like against the alt-right or against Trump yeah. than were appropriate. Just because like the funny thing is, is like... It touches on uh, the villain being like religious, but it doesn't actually really have to do with like a religious cult or anything of that nature. Huh. It's it's just a coincidence that John Pilgrim, the comic book character, is a religious dude. Okay, that's that's it. Yeah, and oh, to be completely fair, he was an ex-white nationalist. Oh, okay, all right, ex ex, and that only comes up briefly because you see uh somebody with a tattoo 14 and the iron cross on an arm yeah. that's the only way that you know about it it's not like big and obvious he wasn't like i hate dark people oh, actually there was a scene where he was talking to a black guy where he was just like uh if if i didn't know you before i would have just cast you off as a dirty person like an, a, a person of ill repute uh and i was just like well Okay. He doesn't even have a southern accent. I don't know why he did that. Well, you got to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the show, 
I that season sucked. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it one thousand with you. And the reviews are blowing it out of proportion in a way that's unfair to the show because the show is far more boring than they're presenting it to be. Yeah. Like they say that it's like a treat against Trump. A treat against Trump, but in reality, that's not what it is. It's just a show that happens to feature like a politician and his parents and this like assassin, more or less. Okay, yeah, I had a feeling it would be overblown because, like, I don't know. While you can make a, you know, you can definitely make a story with an alt right villain. It's, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to work with. I guess like it's not compelling in a, at least in a Punisher sort of setting. Yeah. I mean, like what, what exactly, <laughs> I mean, what, what are they going to do? They're going to roll through the Bronx or something and just kill all the, all these people of color. And <laughs> right. just like, nothing's going to happen until the Punisher shows up and he's just like, fuck everybody. Uh, we're doing this. We're going to do it live and I'm killing all these white nationalists. And it's not, the show doesn't even like really deal with racism at all. It's if this dude loses his fucking, Oh, Yikes! I don't want to spoil that. I'm just I'm gonna leave that in. There you go. Yeah, he loses something. What what could it be? Yeah, right. (laughs) Nobody knows. But the biggest problem that I had with the show is like after episode three or four or something, the show is just like dead, kind of for like six episodes. Boy, it just meanders. They get to New York and they're just kind of like hanging out (laughs) and like having having an okay time, spending money on other people's credit cards and. Just kind of sitting around. All right. And the worst part about it is I hate when when characters in a show acknowledge that they're not doing anything. Mm. The girl that's in the show, the secondary character, who oddly I don't think I hear her swear once. She like does like weird. the swear replacement where it's like mother sucker and all these other things. That's weird for a show like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly clean. Uh, yeah. I, I At first I thought she had some connection to like the religious group. And that's why she wasn't swearing. Uh-huh. But that wasn't it. Huh. And apparently she's supposed to be like a teenager. But she kind of looks like she's like in her early 20s for real. I mean that. That happens a lot. Like it's hard to cast high school students as high school students, so you just get the youngest looking thirty five year old you can find. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely what took place in that show. All right. I there were some cool things about it. As with every piece of media, I'm pretty sure there's like cool things about every single thing that's ever come out. Yeah. Generally speaking, generally speaking. Yeah. I don't want to generalize too harshly (laughs) because that's a fucking lie. There are some things that suck. Well, yeah, but I I feel like anything that has actual effort put into it and production value, there's going to be at least one thing that's redeemable about media yeah yeah well at least there should be should be (laughs) (laughs) this show like the violence is toned down so much from the first season i mean like not the first season was pretty brutal the first season was fucking insane (laughs) dude they i my whole thought process is like during the first season they got to do exactly what the fuck they wanted (laughs) they were just like netflix was just like fuck it do whatever it doesn't matter it's punisher just make it however you want it and they did they (laughs) fucking did it was it was extreme uh this this season even though there are there is like violence that appears it's not quite as fucking gnarly as that first season, uh, there the worst thing is like some dude in a gym gets beat up with a uh, 
with like a five pound or two and a half pound weight and like his face is all swollen and fucked up. Yeah, yellow, fuck you up. Yeah, his face, like one side of his face looks like fucking chopped beef. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking gnarly. It's that part is that that was hard to look at. But as far as like somebody being tortured and like, I don't know just people spitting up blood like yeah. unnecessarily <laughs> or like somebody being beat to death for like a solid minute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that that's not in the season. Um which is good. It's a it's a pleasant that it's not. And there are part you know what? I'm just going to get into spoilers right now. If you don't want to hear spoilers, you can skip ahead a few minutes. I'll try to keep it short. Um, let's say hit that 30 second fast forward and maybe like five times or something like that. There you go. I hate that the doctor and it's telegraphed from the beginning of the season. The doctor that's helping out, uh, jigsaw falls in love with him yeah. and towards And this is, I've always hated this because it's so weird and you, it's something that you do with the character when you're not really sure what they should be doing. It seems like because it's so cliched and they don't really have a character of their own. They just exist to help the villain along in the show. And yeah. I don't like that. And no, that's what it's she weak. was. It's yeah. It's always, it's always female characters that are in that role too. Yeah. It's never some dude who like falls in love with like some psycho lady. And it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll drive. I'll, I'll let you stay with me. You're a fucking fugitive. Yeah. I'll risk my job, whatever. Yeah. I, as soon as you start choking me, I'm going to start making out with you. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to be, you would never <laughs> see a male character like that. Yeah. You wouldn't see a dude getting fucking choked out and then like go to make out with the person yeah, no. or be forcibly made out with and then just be into it. Yeah. Nah. That's weird. Yeah. It's, it was, it was fucked up because that character by all accounts shouldn't exist. I mean, like she does, she exists to like explain the internal motivations for characters to like the other characters okay or to billy or as a proxy to the audience yeah which is really shitty it's like okay well punisher behaves in this way because he thinks he's better than you and you you respond in whatever way you want to because like you know you're different from him or whatever whatever she says to big up billy or whatever sounds like just shitty writing yeah it was bad it wasn't good um So another problem that I have specifically as it uh, pertains to that character is that she kind of goes from A to B like very quickly. And they try to explain it by saying that her father was similar to Billy, but like that's not. That's not good enough. Like, that's not a good enough excuse. I'm traumatized over my father, so I just fall in love with the people that I help. I go into this career because I could have helped my father had I been his doctor. So, therefore, I fall in love with my patients. It's... Yeah, that's... Uh, I haven't seen daddy issues like that. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's She shouldn't even exist. They should have just done something else. Maybe they had, like, an inkling that they were going to get canceled and just rushed through this season. Could be. There are a lot of problems that I have with this. And let me explain to you at home. Spoilers are over now. Uh, let me explain to you at home what they should have done. Have I explained the Blade Punisher plot on the show? I don't think so. Okay. So I think I just talked about it with Charles a few times on the bonus content. So ah. if you if you have the Patreon, if you have access to the Patreon, just listen to that. You'll see. You'll see what's going on. So Patreon exclusive gem coming to you live right now for free for free 
Don't say we never gave you nothing. My whole thing with Punisher was, and granted, this requires another piece of property that Marvel owns, but Blade meets Punisher. And you can, in heaven. Dude, you can make that show as fucking brutal as you want to you because really it's fucking could. vampires, dog. Yeah. It's vampires. How <laughs> sick would that be? And Punisher just taking out a bunch of vampires? I'd be super down with that. Yeah, dude. And you make them like, I don't know. You can make them the Blade movie style vampires where they turn into ash or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And you have them because he, he was traveling out of his van at the beginning of season two. So what you do is you have him stop in Detroit and have a vampire attack him as he's leaving the bar going back to his van or whatever to go to his motel, have a fucking vampire attack him and he kills the vampire uh, or he tries to kill the vampire and then it just keeps getting back up. It's like in that scene in the IT crowd where <laughs> where uh, whatever his name, Renum's son, is fighting the trans woman and <laughs> he just is getting the shit beat out of him, but he just keeps on getting up <laughs> in this like weirdly comical way. Yes, have it like that, but not just as like funny. <laughs> but just have bullet holes covering this fucking vampire and have him keep fucking coming. And then Blade comes out of nowhere and like turns that motherfucker into ash. And then yeah. they almost fight. But then they're like, Blade does this cool black guy thing. And he's like, nah, motherfucker, you're not ice skating uphill this time. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. And you just have, you have them pair up and you fight vampires for an entire season. And you make it really fucking fun and good. And you can make it very fucking violent. Because obviously Netflix does not give a fuck. Yeah, no. Nah. And like, if you have blade and punisher team up you know what you're getting yeah <laughs> dude it would be so tight that would, would be, be so tight fucking sick yeah that's that's the season two that i wanted also uh speaking of blade he's on the avengers now in the comics is that a thing the fuck <laughs> that's weird why i thought vampires got to be taken out i don't know <laughs> so to me blade always struck me as like a mid-tier superhero yeah he's like I could see him fighting against, say, like, Black Panther without the suit or, like, Captain America without a shield. But he's not, like, Doctor Strange or fucking Vision. He's definitely not on the level of those guys. No. (laughs) Thor would just, like, toss him into the sun and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, faster than the average dude. Yeah. And, like, he's strong. Yeah, like, if it's... If he's going up against, say, like, Kingpin, yeah, he's going to beat the shit out of him, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, right? He would be, he would, I, in my mind, he's as strong, maybe, as Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And he's he's faster. Yeah. Like, Luke Cage isn't fast. I don't know why he walks everywhere. You would <laughs> think that he's, like, as strong as he is fast, or as fast as he is strong. I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, his thing is that he's super defensive which would then also you know translate a little bit to uh to some strength but speed i don't know you know he's just a tank (laughs) (laughs) god damn jessica jones was a boring show too yeah all those shows bring me punisher blade i'm with it give me that crossover i know somebody had mentioned a while ago that they were planning on doing a uh, Dark City or whatever the team was that was Punisher, Moon Knight, Blade, Blade and uh, what's his name? Ghostface with the skull and the flaming head. Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. There we go. And Ghost Rider. But that was an April Fool's joke from from some website. It would have been fucking tight. Yeah, it would have been good. So this is your chance, Netflix. I know you're listening. 
Johnny Netflix. <laughs> John Q. Netflix. I know you're listening to this episode. I need you to just go ahead, talk to Disney, what's his, Walton Disney, yes. Walt Disney's frozen fucking head, and you get him to get Kevin Feige to give you access to the Blade IP so you can make a Punisher Blade show. Yeah, just get on it. I know it's that easy. Just It's a couple of phone calls away. It's a couple of phone calls away. And Absolutely. maybe, you know, one synchronized turn of keys in order to get into, you know, the Disney vault. But Exactly. It's that easy. You call those motherfuckers. Or what you could do uh, in a perfect world is, I don't know, just, um, what was it? Uh, call the copyright office and lobby to have copyright protection stripped after like <laughs> five years or something so people can make cool shit out of your stupid shit. Yeah, man. I, I've been watching, well, not recently, but I watched a bunch of uh, Adam Ruins Everything and they talked about how Disney fucked up the copyright game forever. And oh, it's so fucked up. Because yeah. when you think about it, like, what are Disney's most famous works? Okay, you got. The Little Mermaid, Snow White, Cinderella, whatever. Those are all like folktales that they just stole. Yes. You can't make another Cinderella now because Disney just fucked up the game. Oh, I didn't know that they bought the rights specifically for Cinderella. I don't know exactly how it works with the like doing stuff with the folktales, but I'm pretty sure you could not make another story that follows those, that same plot because of it. Uh, yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Let's go with, with what you did. What What are you doing? Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, actually, it was very. Another thing I forgot about was I saw Rampage, and that movie fucking <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I I thought it was well, it was better than I expected because everyone told me that this movie was just dumb and goofy, and yeah, it was dumb and goofy, but it was it was fun. I guess I don't know. It was better than I expected. Purely based on everyone said it sucked. All right, fair enough. So, in terms of a video game movie, yeah, I guess it was a competent video game movie. I wasn't angry by watching it, so it's perfectly fine by me there. When I watched The Legend of Chun Li starring Kristen Crook, remember her? Oh, my God. With her fucking A list acting. (laughs) Uh, When I watched that movie, I was like upset. But when I watch this, I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> God damn. It was pretty stupid, but it was know. an awful movie. <laughs> it was it was pro- it was like one of those movies that should have been straight to DVD. That yeah, shouldn't have existed. I, I, I'm gonna go with that. Cause like if I had seen it in theaters, I probably would have been a little mad about spending money on it. But I this saw was it in like, theaters and uh, I was mad. Yeah, see, that's where you went wrong. We like DVR'd it from fucking HBO. <laughs> Dog, are you fucking getting what the spinning bird kick at the end? Oh no, 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 not fucking, not that. That I pirated and was still mad that I spent oh. fucking uh, bandwidth on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, Rampage, one hundred and twenty to one hundred forty million estimated for the budget, and uh, four hundred and twenty-eight million God. made. That movie was ass. As 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 earth earth Now make that motherfucking hammer time. On that song, I once went to a party where I knew no one, and that song came up. Like we did, no one was playing the song, but the song came up, and we ended up all walking somewhere. I don't remember why. 
we all end up walking somewhere and the whole time it's like 10 drunk assholes who don't know each other all trying to remember the next line to that song (laughs) (laughs) oh shit it was pretty fun it's pretty fun well that's good you had a good time yeah so the other things i wanted to talk about uh rising of the shield hero that anime it starts slowly and a lot of people are really fucking mad about it not that it starts slowly but because uh the whole first basically the first episode is just set up for you to get pissed off like i mean this is all within one episode so i don't care about spoiling this but basically you know the whole thing is that it's an isekai where uh, four different people from four different versions of Japan all get transported into this other world. And there's the sword, spear, shield, and bow heroes. And our main character is the shield hero, who's effectively useless on his own. And the people of this other world, they know that they have the four heroes. And for whatever reason, the main country that they're summoned into has always thought that the shield hero fucking sucks. And not just that, like, oh, he's useless, but it's like, oh, he's a demon and he's working to against the church and, you know, he hates us. So by the end of episode one, that kind of comes clear when one of the characters uh, steals all his money, steals all his stuff and accuses him of rape. And that's the end of the first episode. Tight. And that's just where they leave you off. Well, actually, that's not quite the end of the first episode, but yeah, um, the the first part of the story is basically just him getting fucked by everyone in this country. And he just gets saltier and saltier. And then by the second part of the story, he starts exacting his revenge on everyone. And it's wonderful. Oh, good. (laughs) So right now the people who hate this show the most are like the incel type that just like jack off to goblin slayer. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, he's just doing it. Yeah. It's basically the opposite of that. (laughs) But uh, then if they were to stick around, I think they would all get off on his comeuppance to everyone that, you know, it's like the beta uprising, Uh the show. But, you know, he's not an asshole about it. It's no, he is an asshole about it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's justified. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's at least directed at the people who wronged him. So yeah. I actually really like the manga. I'm excited for the show, uh, despite everyone being really pissed off about it. Well, fuck them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I will say again, for the record, that Goblin Slayer is one of the most generic, bland animes that's ever existed. And if you like it, you probably have really dull taste <laughs> and are entertained easily. And I've got a show to sell you. Yes. Uh, it's called Soccer No Hime. It's about a team of girls who play soccer and they are very bad at it. Yep. Until one day, a mythical coach comes to join them. Kochi-sama, his name is, uh, which translates to Coach Lord Coach. Yep. Coach is here to save the girls from being terrible. And then they're sucked into another dimension where they have to play soccer to save their lives. Ah, ah, it's an isekai. Yeah. But that's with soccer girls. It's a sports isekai. And it's, it's it hits all the markets. There's there's gonna be one of each of your major tropes. You're gonna have there's an Ojo Sama for no reason, a Loli for no reason, a girl with 
inexplicably large breasts and glasses. Uh, you, we got everything. Yeah. Now. yeah, the one with the huge titties is the goalie, and she has a power where she just inflates her tits, and nobody can score because her tits are too big. They I, just yeah. cover the entire goal. Yeah, it's a good power. I, I've got a show to sell you. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about Genki Crisis, the show about detectives, and it's an isekai <laughs> where the detectives go to a non-fantasy world to solve crimes. It's like modern-day New York. Except in another dimension where nobody knows them. And everything is exactly the same. Except nobody knows who they are. Whoa! Whoa! All right. (laughs) You can do anything with an isekai, but they always do the same shit. Yeah, why is it always fucking fantasy? Because it's easy? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I watched that fucking Tenchi Muyo isekai. Or that one with Tenchi's brother. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that shit sucked. Yeah. It was weird. It's everything weird. everything after Tenchi Universe was just kind of terrible. I preferred I think the best one, I'd have to go back and watch him. But if I recall correctly, the one that I liked the most was Tenchi in Tokyo. That was the one, that was the one that got me off the boat. I can't remember which one that was. That was, that the, was one the one where he's like in love with the really fucking pale woman with no personality. Oh, yeah. I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah, that's that's all I remember about it. It's <laughs> like I really liked all the characters in the first two series. And basically the second series is just a retelling of the first one. But it's like more slice of life, less action. But, uh, you know, I really liked all those characters, except for Ayaka, because she's just a fucking killjoy. Uh, but then Tenchi in Tokyo is like a proper sequel. So it's like after all those events, it moves out, ditches all those lovable characters, falls in love with a very pale woman who's like sickly and has no personality. And then I stopped watching. That, that's all I remember out of if I recall correctly, and I don't know why I would like this so much, but like she turned out to be the villain or something. Oh, that would be interesting. Or she turned out not to be like a real person. She was just oh. like a ghost or some shit. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. I don't remember. If she was dead the whole time and was just a ghost, I would hate it. If she turned out to be a villain, I'd be mildly interested. Okay, well, good. Uh hmm. Anyway, yeah, I wanted to, so uh, so something I've been seeing on the internet lately, and this also came up on ALA weekend, is the Into the Spider Verse soundtrack. Okay, so I have to I have to preface this with a lot. First, the movie was fantastic. Second, the soundtrack worked really well in the context of the movie. It like, what's up, danger? You know that was a great moment in the movie. Uh, you know, the stuff with sunflower that was cute. Like, all right, fine. The soundtrack to that movie, like on the CD, mediocre at fucking best. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, I saw Sway Lee, the human bobblehead and, and post Malone. I kept seeing those fucking videos of them recording the song sunflower. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. This song sucks. <laughs> because after Black Panther came out, I was just like, all right, so people know how to make good 
good soundtracks yeah. now. But like it's not good Swaley. It's Swaley singing like he was on that last Ray Schremmen album. Yeah. And it's Post Malone who's like wholly mediocre with the exception of a few songs. Yeah, I, I God, Post Malone, like I will like him once in a blue moon and then he'll just for one, I hate him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because he doesn't Basically, he doesn't give credit to black artists for basically getting him where he is and doesn't think that there's anything wrong with him making money off of hip hop and then basically code switching, like pulling a Miley Cyrus. You know, you get big using hip hop and black artistry and then you swap into another lane and like Disneyfy yourself again and make a bunch of money off of that. And you're like, hey, that's a little exploitative because you know your peers can't do that. And he's like, that's not a thing. That, oh, that, that doesn't happen, basically. Oh, geez. Well, that's, I mean, that doesn't make me think any better of him, but like, it's not as if my opinion of him can go lower. I, I mean, it could, yeah. but like, well, yeah. But that doesn't, it's not going to affect me if I. No, nah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get. I will definitely say it does affect my opinion of him and his music, but it's not like I was really fucking with him that hard before, so it's not like I'm conflicted or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah. now I got a reason not to listen to you? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But in any case, the whole last soundtrack to that movie, Sunflower is a reasonably original song. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's fine. It's whatever. But... The rest of the soundtrack is so fucking derivative and soulless. It's really incredible. And then there's other stuff like What's Up Danger. It's perfectly fine in the context of the movie. It really is cool. But just listening to the song, it's like, yeah, this is God, it's just trying a little hard. And, and then everything else is just like, oh, here's a generic reggae tone. Oh, this other song's just a fucking blatant ripoff of one of the songs in the Black Panther soundtrack. And like, is there a King's Dead ripoff where you got somebody like la da da da? That'd be really good. That'd be you really know, good. actually, there kind of is because <laughs> there's one song with Lil Wayne on it, oh. and he comes out of nowhere, extra high pitched. Oh, so yeah, there's your King's Dead. <laughs> but no, there's another song that's a ripoff of the song Ten or X or whatever you want to call it. Which wasn't even one of the big songs off of uh, the Black Panther soundtrack, but someone ripped it off. Well, so, that sucks. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant X, as in the one by like Jose Bavlin or whatever his name is. That song is fucking fire. And it's well, got like Nicky Yam in it. Oh. The beat sounds like some MIDI keyboard shit. It's like. <laughs> oh, God, that song. Oh, okay, I yeah. fucking love that. I wish I spoke Spanish so I could sing the lyrics right? <laughs> because I, it's, it slaps. It's a slapper. <laughs> Not that one. Nah, this is a 10. I mean, like it's the, the title is just an X, but it, it, they talk about 10. I don't know. It's weird. But in any case, that song. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know why I would rip that one off in particular. And it's like, I don't even think that part was in the movie. So they just did that because they wanted to. So yeah, that soundtrack, good in the context of the movie. Don't pretend it's good out, out other than that. You know who you are. <laughs> so I listened to 
a few film soundtracks, right? Like people who have scored original works and films. Mm-hmm. And like that music is impossible for me to get into. It's so weird to me. Like dudes who are like bumping that 300 soundtrack. Like, yeah, dude, these fucking drums, man. This and it's like, uh, dog, like it's what what kills me about that shit is that it's like they're like 10 minute songs yeah and it's the same the same thing that kills me about like trance music it's the same part looped over and over except with orchestral music or whatever the fuck it's called like you'll hear like a, the hum of a tuba sometimes <laughs> in the background and that's it's like okay cool like that's good for you yeah and i i've never been able to get into that kind of music it's yeah, I don't know. It's, no, it's it's not really meant to be listened to without the movie in a lot of in a lot of cases. Like, I mean, with the Black Panther quote unquote soundtrack, like the the Kendrick album, that was like a companion album, and some of the songs happen to be in the movie, but it's not like the soundtrack to the movie. If you listen to the soundtrack of the movie, which was very good, again in the context of the movie, like Killmonger's theme, fucking slaps. Okay, and. That song is okay outside of the movie. It's fine, but it doesn't really do anything, you know? Yeah. It's basically what you just said where it's like, okay, yeah, it's it's background music. Yeah, because like the music's not supposed to detract away from the film that you're right. watching. It's supposed to to push your emotions into whatever direction. It's supposed to like, you know, give a feeling, but it's not you're not sitting there just fucking jamming out to it while the movie's going. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I feel really inspired while looking at my fucking PowerPoint deck and listening to the soundtrack of uh, Braveheart or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dog, like this is the feeling that I'm trying to get across to these people in my boardroom. Just <laughs> these bagpipes. I don't know. I don't even know what that soundtrack sounds I, like. Yeah, I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Caffeine is great. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm just going to drink it once a week. There you go. For the show. Yeah. Or what? I'll do it whenever we record stuff. Boom. Yeah. Can you, you know, you used to give me shit for bringing coffee in sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I was tired, man. I'm like, you drinking coffee? It's like 5 p.m. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not it's not that like now I get it because it's not it's not as if I was hired when I had the tea. It's just like sometimes when I get sick, I drink tea if I have a yeah. sore throat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's I drink it and it's just like, huh, I have and it feels like I just woke up. Like, All right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like, oh, yo, I'm falling asleep. Yo, I need to stay up. It's like, yeah. uh, like I'm lulling. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm lulling. I'm just kind of like buzzing here. I can just ride this into the night or whatever. Yep. But like if I drink a little bit of tea or whatever, now it's just like, hey, yeah, hey, we're it doing feels it. like I woke up. Yeah. I, just, I have energy. Like I just woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go fucking run down the block naked or whatever. <laughs> I but I will scoot a little faster. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk a little bit faster down my fucking hallway to my apartment. Uh, again, patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Support the show. Support your boys. 
And uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's good, good, good thing. Good thing going on on the Patreon. Uh, you want to get in some questions from the subreddit? Yeah, let's get in some questions from subreddit.com. real nerd hours. So in reference to last week, uh, the stuff that I mentioned at the top of the show, there was a little bit of uh, a correction that somebody sent out. Super Battler, I want to say their name is. Uh, I'll wait for a confirmation. Uh, yeah, Super Battler. Super Battler uh, sent in a correction regarding uh, World War II D-Day. He says, Your lack of knowledge about World War II isn't something I hear very often. I find this short series from Extra, extra Credits to be an okay primer on D-Day while still being entertaining. And there's a link in the... So I want to mention real quick, thank you Super Battler for putting that kindly. <laughs> he didn't come out with like, yo, you guys are mad fucking dumb for not knowing about D-Day and shit. I, I bet this motherfucker's like European or some shit where you're required to know history and shit. Right. <laughs> I can tell you very specific things about very specific history and D-Day is just not one of them. Yeah, my I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I legit studied black history from when I was like 17 to 20 so that's most of the history that i have context for i i can also give like a dissertation on the u.s history involving uh eugenics (laughs) (laughs) it's much more extensive and way more fucked up than you would ever think but anyway imagine (laughs) (laughs) he continues from what i can remember japan bombed pearl harbor in part because Japan was running low on resources, especially oil, and somehow thought it was a good idea. I also recall some discussion on nuking Japan a number of episodes back. It's important to note that the decision to do so was made after the Soviets had pledged support in defeating Japan, and the U.S. looked at what they were doing with Germany after victory and decided it would best not have that happen in Japan, while also getting to field test a new weapon. First nuke is easy to justify from hindsight, Second one was overkill, probably just to make a point and provide better data for nuclear weapons. Granted, this is all a hodgepodge of vaguely remembered high school history and random wiki crawls, so I'm probably wrong about some of it. Oh, so he is American or maybe Canadian. I don't know. Dude, my whole thing with World War II is like... Uh, I I should have made this more clear during the episode, but I don't like the way that people lionize it and that generation for being like yeah. the ultimate, the penultimate masculine men yeah. who have ever existed and shit. And it's like, dog, if you if you were put in a position where you were forced to do something that you didn't want to, such as go and run and get shot up, I that's not something I would call manly. Yeah, uh, nah. that's I I should have been more clear. Uh, let me make this clear. I, uh, I, that's, I can't even do an Obama impression. It, it was, it was that decent for that one sentence. Ah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, that was, um, more of a remark regarding like the, uh, intelligence and, uh, I don't know, like why, hold on. How would I even phrase this? It was more of a remark based on how, people hold up that era in masculinity and i just don't agree with it uh it's weird yeah yeah i i don't think war in general is a good thing and we tend to make heroes out of i I don't even want to say like regular people some of them are just actively bad people but then it's also (laughs) like 
you know, it, it's all just politics when it comes down to, to war. It's rare that it's like a righteous maneuver that we're doing. Even World War II, where you have someone that's, you know, clearly going, doing, you know, just fucking heinous acts. That's not why we joined the war. No. no. <laughs> we joined the war because we got fucked with. Exactly. So it's like, I can't really, I can't really, uh, you know, make heroes out of those people. You know, yes, they they were brave and they did make a sacrifice, and you know, it is a good thing that we stopped Hitler eventually. But I mean, look, this is the problem that I have, though. But because, like, I know there are some people who did volunteer, but like for those who were drafted, like, is that really you really going to call that bravery? Like, the option is like <laughs> you're going to prison. Or you're going to war. Right. And like there's a good chance that you'll probably just die in prison or be a social pariah when you get out. So your life yeah. is going to be ruined either way. Yeah. It's, it's that's, real weird. But that's, that's just yeah, me. That's, that's it on that. Yeah. Yeah. Fish Nipples for Sale says, hey guys, really enjoying the show. Waiting for that next PTO? Digging all the commentaries? Keep up the good work. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Sorry it took so long to get that next one out. Yeah. We're doing more. More are coming this week. Uh, one should be up tomorrow night, and one should be up on Saturday. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah, go us. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Real Nerd Hours. So uh, another comment this week comes from Majetto, and he's got a very long uh, take on our take on the uh, Gillette ad, but I'm going to read the TLDR because it's long. TLDR, the Gillette ad is just an edgier Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad, and I think it's silly to defend it. Okay. All right. I actually have a well-written response to this. Like, it's very long. Okay. It's, it's well, very, very fucking long. I'm going to give my very short one, uh, my very short response to that, and... If you read his comment, basically he says the only reason why we even bothered to defend it was that it was right ring people getting mad about it and that it wasn't actually worth defending in itself. To which I say, yeah, you're kind of right. It is uh, like I'm not I'm not here to praise Gillette. I'm not saying they're doing a great thing by bringing up this lukewarm fucking ad. And yeah, it's just more corporations making social statements. You're right there. And we probably should have said something about that last week. But God damn, if you're actually upset about that ad, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we should have we should have mentioned it last week. I forgot to say something because yeah. like uh I thought I had made my well, you always have to reiterate yourself whenever you bring something up. Of course. But like I railed on Nike for that fucking Kaepernick right. shit. Right. Yeah, it's the it same happened. thing. And like somebody Scary Space Beast on Twitter pointed out when I had quote tweeted the little thing and they they had said, uh, yo, like yeah, like this is a corporation doing this, but like money spent for a good cause is money spent for a good cause, right? Yeah. Like they spent the money. So, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? Eh, and you like, got, you got a point. You yeah. Got a point. When you write, you write, dog. Like, come on. So, I did actually read through Magetto, your entire comment, and I typed up something very large. I don't think I'm going to read the whole thing, but if you're interested in seeing all of it, I can definitely, I'll probably just paste it before you even hear this. So you'll see, you'll see why there's like a pasted response on uh, Reddit. But the 
the main difference between the Kendall Jenner ad and what Gillette did is Gillette's not positing that their product is going to fucking save the world. <laughs> like the reason why yeah. the, the reason why Kendall Jenner's ad was so fucking offensive is because like yo, if you hand this cop a Pepsi, he's not going to shoot another black dude. <laughs> this is all. This is all the cops wanted. This is what the cops wanted. They just wanted a Pepsi, and they wouldn't shoot any more of you guys. Give them a Pepsi. I just wanted a Pepsi. She wouldn't give me. These, all these black people were hiding Pepsi. Their skin is brown like Pepsi. We wanted to drink their Pepsi God. blood. Uh, all joking aside, but like, yeah, both, both commercials carry a political message, so I assume that's what you're more relating this to. Uh, it, the political message between the two commercials <laughs> and like, yeah, if you don't want corporations to dictate to you, uh, their political stances, that's fine. And I, I got you. And most commercials produced by major corporations are going to be left leaning. And those can definitely feel a little bit more preachy than some other content provided by other people. Like, I mean, I, no, not a little bit more preachy, but very much so more preachy <laughs> than, than other content. Like I said, the, the Kendall Jenner commercial was, was them positing that yeah. cops would be nicer to people if you give them a Pepsi. And that's effectively what that ad said. Whereas Gillette's ad was saying, like, men as a whole can do better. Like, right. hold your friends accountable. Be accountable yourself. Don't do this shit. Be nice to women. There's going to be some stuff that I skip that'll be in the written response that you'll see. But just to touch on, like, a multinational corporation, again, running ads, like, it's not going to, at least me personally, it's not going to endear me towards them anymore because I never bought Gillette before. <laughs> I'm not going to buy Gillette now, yeah. mainly because, like, the way that my facial care has to work is, like, I have to shave with certain products or else, like, my face is going to be fucked up. Get the bumpies. Yeah. And if Gillette uh, happened to make a product that I bought a lot of and they they more or less uh, did the opposite or they came out with like some weird like sort of racist shit saying like, yo, like black people kneeling for the anthem. Stop it. Uh, this is against Americans. This is anti-American. Martin Luther King wouldn't want you kneeling for the anthem. Yeah, if they did some shit like that, then like there's a good chance that I would just say like fuck this. Like let me try to find a comparable product because if somebody as large as Gillette was making something uh, that was good for black faces, uh, then somebody else probably would too. Right. Yeah. But in the event that they were the only one, I would probably still keep buying the product because, yeah. like, I don't like having a beard anymore. I I stopped having a beard maybe a month ago, and it's great. It's <laughs> not beards suck. I just I like having a clean shaven face or at least like a little bit of low stubble. I need to find one of those like uh, shavers. Oh yeah. So I can get up in the morning and do it every day. Yeah. I'm gonna have to hard disagree on your beard suck statement, but you know what? Living your own truth. Well, yeah. I mean, my beard. I had to keep it at a certain length for a yeah. while because, like, if I use, even if I use clippers on it, it got fucking bad. Really? Yeah, dude. Huh. My face. I don't know what happened, but like my shit just was fucked for a while and i don't know why another comparison that you make in there is between the nfl and gillette but the issue that the nfl has specifically with messaging he references a commercial that they did where they more or less say like 
men stop beating your wife. Like, <laughs> don't do this anymore. Yeah. When in reality, the issue is with the NFL players. Uh, and that's the difference between the NFL commercial and the Gillette commercial as well. Because what the NFL is doing is effectively deflecting what <laughs> yeah, they're doing yeah. or what their players have well, done. Nobody should be committing domestic abuse. While true, yes, but it's your people that are domestic abusers. Yeah, and <laughs> just keep rehiring them. Yeah. As if like... You you don't know any difference between uh, not doing that and doing it. Uh, so that's I would say that's the main difference there as well. Um, the NFL's issue is that if they looked inward to solve the problem, they would realize that they're the ones causing the problem. And that's the biggest issue that they have like if they said like yo like our players are the ones that are beating the shit out of their wives what the fuck whoa we, we need to stop this and then they would just shut down the league because they would realize that cte and tbis are like fucking extremely detrimental and leave uh a lot of problems for people and it affects just about every player in some way some of them don't manifest symptoms in the same way but if you're a pro football player, you've probably got some CTE going. Yeah. Yep. Don't let your kids play football, people. Yep. So one one thing that I specifically want to touch on is like the idea that adding things, having things such as uh, the douche telling a woman to smile thing and being patronizing, uh, juxtaposed against sexual assault and things of that nature. Uh, isn't something that should should go in the same commercial. And I would say that um, they're perfectly fine in the same commercial because if you do too much of one or if you lean too much into one thing versus the other, let's say you only have sexual abuse uh, talking points in that commercial, then the rebuttal is going to be like, what, you're saying that all men are rapists now? Like what are you what are you doing, huh? You think that all men are just rapists and murderers and you're gonna we're gonna sexually assault all women? And then if you only have like the smaller examples of like this dude telling a woman to smile on the street, then the response is gonna be like, yo, like this is an issue to you. Right. Like, this is the problem. Right. It you have to display a spectrum of what's going on. And I think they did a good job of that. And that's what, I mean, that's what you have to do, right? Yeah, Otherwise, I, like, people are going to be like, yo, like, this is fucking bullshit, bro. I, I think they actually did do a good job of showing not just a spectrum of different offenses, but it's also the way, not just that we as men commit these acts, but uh, how we excuse these acts for other, like, uh, for our brothers, you know? Like, when you see someone just, creeping out a girl you can say dude stop being fucking weird like it's pretty effective honestly yeah and yeah it's so much fun to do <laughs> yeah it is so as far as like the examples of toxic masculinity and stuff that are expressed in that commercial i don't think of it as like a list of things not to do as presented by gillette but more so like a gallery or a collage of things that make up the identity or what they're identifying as toxic masculinity. It's the same thing that self-help books do in w where they help you build an image in a mind of things that don't necessarily apply wholly to you, but the image of something to be destroyed in the future, right? Like if you read a lot of those like dating books or whatever, they outline, uh, 
basically a character built of tropes, a straw man of sorts that are, that's supposed to be the example of like, you don't want to be this. You're not supposed to be this. Uh, like, like, let's say somebody who doesn't take showers, somebody who doesn't have a sense of humor, somebody who, uh, believes that women shouldn't be in the workplace, like somebody who, uh, doesn't wear anything but sandals, but like the weird Birkenstocks, like these things don't all apply across the board to people, but some apply to some people, some apply to others. And like, typically they're more general examples of things that happen or things that could be widely applicable to people. Just so you have something as a frame of reference, as like a a character or caricature of what you don't want to be. So when it comes time to destroy this thing, you can say, okay, these, this thing is full of bad traits that I don't want to be associated with. So I want to get rid of this. I want to burn it in effigy to whatever the fuck we're doing out here. And that's what I think this commercial is doing. It's not providing specific examples of like, um, you know, you shouldn't let your kids fight. Like, I don't think that's the point of that. Yeah. Uh, that was specifically uh, regarding like the two boys fighting. It was uh lead up to the justification that's used oftentimes when dudes do some fucking crazy shit, like burn down a school or whatever, <laughs> or set somebody's car on fire or do donuts on the lawn of their old middle school that, you know, one time you got chased by the cops for doing, uh, <laughs> uh the justification there, the common refrain is boys will be boys. Right. And and I, I, I I think that's a very important point in that when you're young, it starts small. Like, you know, if you light some firecrackers out on the lawn when you know, you're not supposed to, and it's like, okay, let them, let them play, you know? And like, that's small. Nothing happened. You know, it's fine. And then, but as you get older and that scales up and no one's telling you, no, you have this sense of entitlement that you can do whatever you want. And if someone tells you no, when you could be actually hurting someone or like doing something that's potentially very dangerous, but you're not used to anyone telling you no, and everyone's just excused your behavior just because you're a man and everyone around you has had that reinforced their whole lives. Yeah. You're going to have some entitlement issues and you might be a Brock Turner that takes a woman out back and rapes her and when she's passed out yeah you've never had anybody call you on your shit yeah or you could be that dude from that i want to say washington university maybe tennessee i'm not sure which one who tied up and raped a woman repeatedly and got probation i want to say like three months of probation something like that it doesn't have to register as a sex offender fucking wild yeah and that's just it's just another excuse of eh boys will be boys and yeah you know. and i think the judge actually said something along the lines of that and like that that same justification isn't applied to women broadly either it's not like oh women will be women girls will be girls yeah no nah. like women are wiling the fuck out what response you do get is if a woman's wearing a short skirt and like something that's a little bit revealing rather than saying girls will be girls the common refrain from men and women is oh she, she needs was- to be stopped stop being such a fucking slur yeah she was asking for it she was asking for it you fucking slut put on some clothes we're at the beach during the summer (laughs) you need to make sure you're wearing your burkini never never wear a bikini you need to put on a burkini bur b-u-r-kini it's like uh the burka but it's a kini burkini it's a full outfit make sure you go buy one never put on never put on a bikini 
Never do that. Thank you very This has been a PSA from your local uh, guy who's sexist on the beach during the summer. <laughs> but you don't you don't hear that refrain, refrain for girls ever. Yeah, no, you we, never. I mean, literally I thought about that while I was watching the commercial and I was like, girls will be girls. And then, yeah, no, it's just they don't even sound right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's never used. So like I have a longer uh, response that addresses like some of your more specific points. That's on the the subreddit, and I just wanted to briefly, I guess not even briefly, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to address some of those things uh, during the show because I feel like you're not the only one who feels this way. Oh no, and it, I also want to say you know that what your feeling is reasonable you know it's not like you're out here being wholesale wrong and you're not being you know just defensive for the sake of being defensive and you know as men it is important to talk about you know what it means to be a good man and you know this may not be the you know the the fucking place for it but you know talk with your boys if you see if you see one of them acting up Call him on that. I had a friend who would act up all the time. Guess who's not our friend anymore? Homie that was acting up all the time. Well, that was uh, that was a special case. He okay. So I'm gonna be a little bit more specific since since it's on topic. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, I've been talking about him a lot lately. But uh, basically, this dude was really bad at reading signals from people. So like. He would do just real innocuous, just stupid shit. Like, um, there was one girl that, uh, she was only like kind of part of the friend group, but we, her brother was like tighter with us. So we would go to his place and of course she lived there. So he would just walk up and like put his hand around her waist and she wouldn't react she wouldn't tense up she wouldn't lean in she wouldn't lean out it was just she would just stand there and like that was it and like she didn't even look especially uncomfortable but she she clearly wasn't down pretty much but it was like she just would not react and like that was it That, that was the end of it and you know nothing really came of that she never told him off she never did anything about it but it was clear to everyone around except for him that she was not interested now they they didn't stop being cordial with each other and you know she never like said hey he's not allowed at my at my house or anything like that because it wasn't really a big deal but he would do this not every time but he did it more than once and then another time there was another girl that we would hang out with and uh she and i got real close and like I would flirt with her pretty often and uh, she was kind of down but not like we weren't there yet and all that. But uh, he knew her as well, but never got close to her. And he starts acting to her the same way I was acting with her because we had spent time getting close. We had flirted together. So we were pretty, pretty flirty. He comes up, starts doing the same shit. That consent that she gave to me, and with her behavior does not extend to him. He didn't get that. So he made everyone in the room uncomfortable by coming up to her and approaching her like that. But it was never anything that was damnable. 
You know, there, there was, he never did anything that was all that bad, but it would still like it made people uncomfortable, you know, and that's not cool. So we would talk to him and say, hey, man, you need, you need to chill, you know, like we're just trying to have a good time. By you doing that, you just add this weird tension to the room. And, uh, he, you know, every time he would say, yeah, you know what, you're right. And, you know, I got to get better about that. And, you know, call me on my shit when I'm doing that, you know, just I, I want to get better. And, you know, so we respected that. And, you know, anytime he would do something, we would just like physically, you know, remove him from, <laughs> from the situation. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and that was all fine and well and good. And then he did eventually get a little bit better, but then he fucked up and then just full on sexually assaulted a woman. So that's when it was like, wasn't it? It was more than one, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. That's the thing that came out. Was uh, yeah, there were other stories that I heard after I made the public announcement of we don't fuck with this guy anymore. Other girls start messaging me like, "Yeah, man, he did this to me and he did that to me." And it's like, if you had told me this before, we could have like saved all this trouble. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and I I understand completely. No one wanted to tell me because that was my best friend. We were close like that. They didn't think. They, they thought it would fall on deaf ears. They didn't think that I would do anything about it because that's my best friend. They're not going to trust some hoe that some he said, she said bullshit. And I'm going to, I'm going to start with my boy, right? Wrong, wrong. <laughs> I know how he is. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a fucked up situation. It really was. But um, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to, you got to talk to your boys and if they fuck up, you got to hold them accountable. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not enough to just be like, I know this information. Why is why does this exist? Why does this exist? I know this. I everybody <laughs> knows this. Why does it exist? And you'd be surprised what what people don't actually know. Yeah. You, you you'd be surprised at the things that are gaps in people's memories. Uh, I talked about this a lot. I've spoken about this a lot. Not everything is common sense. Not yeah. not every lesson that you've learned in your life is broadly applicable to every single person that you've ever met. There are things that everybody knows, like you breathe air, right? <laughs> like there, there are things that there are lessons that have been imparted on you throughout your lifetime. So when Gillette makes this commercial, that's supposed to be broadly applicable to a lot of people like you. And I know you've seen this because everybody has at this point, uh, People who are reacting out of like like a knee jerk reaction to this commercial for no other reason than they just feel attacked by it. Yeah, and there are those people who have reacted to it like, "Thank you for making this commercial." Like, I realize that some of my behavior is a little bit problematic, and I'll do what I can to change. Like, you get both of those reactions, yeah. and then you get the people like me that are like, eh, I- "All right, well." Yeah, and you're right to some extent. Like I was, I was big up in this commercial because it was funny to see all these like yeah. conservative <laughs> piss babies get upset about this. That is definitely like that's what brought it to my attention. Like, I the first thing I saw about that commercial was someone dunking on someone's crybaby reaction. Like that was the first I saw, and then I finally started to see some more of these like angry reactions and stuff, and like all these talk about toxic masculinity. And it's anytime you say the word toxic masculinity, it becomes real clear that no one knows what the hell that means. 
To some degree, yeah. I mean, like, it's one of those hyper-ambiguous terms that have become a catch-all phrase for, like, a behavior that's not liked. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> and, which is, I mean, it's, I guess it's fine. But, like, the reason why you shouldn't call it toxic masculinity is because those people who don't want to just divorce the term toxic... Uh, or I guess the whole term toxic masculinity because it is a phrase like the word toxic in that makes people think it's so much worse than it is but it's like it's weird it's I mean I guess it's not even weird it's like traditional traditionally masculine behaviors that work to exclude women rather than include them or all kinds of people like if you have an effeminate man oh you call him a sissy or whatever the fuck because like you don't know any better. It's it's small things like that. And like, there are things that people don't want to change about themselves. And that's one of the reasons why people get so fucking upset about this because like change, change exists. Oh, the last thing that I wanted to address uh, about your post, and I wanted to make sure that I said this out loud too, because like, I, I understand your concern with, people just being generalized as a whole, like clumping all men together. Because I think I said this in the last episode anyway, like as a black dude, I understand exactly what the fuck that's like (laughs) because every single time (laughs) one singular thing would happen with a singular black person, uh, the entire media landscape would be like, where are the leaders in the black community? Oh, what? Why do black people act like this? There just needs to be a leader. Where's Jesse Jackson? Why hasn't he come out against this? And it's like a bunch of just like dumb talking heads that are doing this shit. And like, that's part of the reason why I think Gillette took care not to like say all men are terrible. No, and I mean, all men should be beheaded in, right now. In the commercial, you show, they show examples of good men doing the right thing like they show it right there they show you what non-toxic masculinity is right there call your fucking friends out on their bullshit that's good start yeah don't be insecure about other people's lives yeah and if you feel personally attacked by this not you specifically magetto but you at home in general you the listener you the listener i want you to like reflect on your life and see if there are behaviors that you exemplify in this commercial or tangentially relate to in this commercial, because like, that's what I'm noticing the most is like the people who feel attacked by this, like probably do some measure of this. And and, like, I've done something like that. Most people have men, women, whoever, most people have done some or said something that, you know, ascribes to this, traditionalist othering kind of mentality you know i've had feminists make fun of me for getting upset of over situations like yeah that's you right there you just perpetuated the problem that you're trying to solve you did not help like that happens we all fuck up but you know (laughs) it's easy to make fun of someone when they're crying yeah yeah for sure (laughs) like to give you even two examples of things that i fucked up on in the past and like things that i've worked to change because like i'm not perfect i'm a pretty big piece of shit actually as it turns out all Uh, men are trash (laughs) and that's not inaccurate but like what kinds of trash right exactly what kind of trash there's plastic which is not good. Are you plastic in the ocean trash or are you plastic in a landfill trash or are you plastic being recycled trash? Are you uh, compost? Hmm? 
which one are you? There's mm. lots of different kinds of trash out here. Uh, but, oh, God. Uh, two examples. I'll, because I'm not perfect. Uh, when I was 17 years old, I fancied myself a real big piece of shit. I may have actually been 20 or 22 when this happened. We're going to say we're gonna say 18 just so it's... Yeah, let's, let's say I was 18. I was sitting at a taco shop with my boys. And, like, oftentimes, I would be wilding out in public. Uh, because, like, my assumption was, like, nobody's ever fucking watching who cares so i do this hyper 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 exaggerated licking my lips when this woman walks by like it's <laughs> it's like cartoonish it's cartoonish because and i'm oh god what cartoon was it from it was literally from a cartoon probably a tech savory like with a wolf like no, okay. it was more modern one. It was uh, I want to say it was like Dexter's Lab or some shit like that, where somebody's like licking their like, well, basically their entire face, uh, <laughs> All right. in preparation to eat. And so I'm like staring at this woman, and like somebody actually <laughs> sees me, not the woman who was walking by because she was going inside. Uh, somebody actually stops and she sees me, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you looking at that woman like a piece of meat?" <laughs> and granted, uh, not the best response on my part, but something that I thought was funny is uh, I value meat way more than I value her. Uh, she's a stranger and has done nothing for me, whereas meat will feed me. And that inappropriate response. That woman that I was talking to, goddamn, she ranted uh, to her friends and me for like a solid 10 minutes. God damn. And, and like, granted, I probably had that coming. Yeah, you kind of burned that. <laughs> yeah, that one, ooh, god damn. Uh, not a good look. And another, I guess, more serious situation, because the reason why I did that, I want to note, uh, aside from being like a huge piece of shit, is because... Uh, the per like again, I didn't. I assumed nobody was looking at me, and also I would never, ever in my fucking life do that if I thought the person I was looking at would see me. <laughs> and thankfully, she didn't. Yeah, really. Because that woman who saw me, uh, very loud, and she was like sitting, uh, I guess to my left, and I was facing. Uh, she was sitting perpendicular to my to me. Uh, I was in her eye line, oh, but she yeah, was okay. in my peripheral yeah, vision. Yeah. Um. I wasn't I wasn't looking dead at her or anything right, like right. that. It was uh if you've ever been to this spot up the street. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and the second time is like I got this girl's number. I went to this college party uh in my early twenties and I was with the home girl and this girl gave me her number. I was like, yo, like she actually wants to fucking kick it. <laughs> and I text her and she was just like uh, I can't remember what she says, but she's effectively like evading me. Okay. And like, I see her later that night and I was just like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Like I, I shot you a text and I was wondering if you wanted to like go grab some lunch earlier or whatever, because it was the weekend and I didn't go to that school or whatever. And she was like, Oh, uh, Oh, uh, and like, obviously she didn't actually yeah. plan on like wanting to seeing me or talking to me at all. And I was just like, Oh, I get it. Luckily, I'm not autistic, and I don't mean that in the insulting way. I mean that in like the quite literal, like yes, I'm getting the social vibe here. cues out of it. Yeah. yeah, and I was talking to the homegirl about it afterwards, and I was just like, I wish she just didn't give me her number. Yeah, and the homegirl was just like, "Dog, like if you went to this school, 
you would know that if you say no to somebody, like some shit's liable to happen. And I was just like, what the fuck? And this was when I was young. I was just like, it's not that I didn't believe her. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And she was just like, dudes will just yell at you or like be real dicks to you or throw you out of a party if you don't give you their number Damn. or give them your number. And like you give them your real number because they will stand there and text you right away. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <sighs> like I had no idea. And like not even, I mean, there were, there were some times afterwards after that I was just like, yeah, like I wish she would say no. And then I would think about that every time. And yeah. I know she's not listening, but shout out to you, Sylvia. That's not a real name, but that's what I call her. Sometimes I think about that every now and again, whenever I go and I talk to a woman, right? Because yeah. like if I'm out in public, like how you have to think about how you're perceived in a lot of instances. Like I'm fucking gigantic (laughs) and like, I, I can't be out here like just fucking accosting women for their numbers in bars and shit. I can't be like, yo bitch, give me your number because like that would be bad. Like it would be like a type of like pressure that I'm putting on them to give them, give me their number. It would take a very bold woman and be like, fuck, you i ain't giving you shit right like and then i'd be in love i know yeah i'll be a match made in heaven i I demand you give me your number now bitch (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like these are these are the things that they're referencing in the commercial right like even if even in the first example i was joking with my boys that's where I was yeah, dead that's, ass wrong. Yeah, that's when you just straight up fucked up. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. And th- in that second example, like me even like, I mean, back then, this is my first time with this experience. I sure. thought I was a fucking Mac. I thought I was I thought I was on some shit when Shorty gave me her number. I was just like, yo, we're good. We're golden. We're going to go out to lunch tomorrow, and then I'm going to fuck her tonight or the t- tomorrow you know, night. whenever, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I was once in a similar situation. Funny enough, I'm still friends with this girl, but... Uh, girl was at my room party at a, um, at anime expo and, uh, she was real cute. Uh, she and two of her other friends showed up. They were all looking real nice and, um, homie that brought them there didn't even stay at the party. He, he literally was just like, yo, I just dropped off three cuties at the room. I gotta go. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I you know we're, we're just having a good time. They weren't even drinking. And, uh, I, I was just chatting with one of them and uh, one of them said they were moving. They're from out of state and two of them were going to be moving to San Diego. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm, you're moving to San Diego. You know, let me get your number. You know, we'll, we'll hang out. And I put my hand on her leg and I had been drinking. <laughs> she was wearing pants. It wasn't a bare leg. Uh, I put my hand on her leg and I could feel her tense up. And I'm like, whoop, that, that hand's coming off. But I still got her number. And uh, I ended up chatting with her, and I thought I thought I was still in there. And uh, yeah, no, not so much, not so much. And uh, I didn't understand the uh, where she was coming from, like why she would put up with that. But she was like, "All right, look, I was out of state. You were older than me. I was I was only there with two other friends, one of whom was across the room, and this was your room." Everyone here has been drinking. I don't know how you're going to react if I don't, <laughs> if I don't, you know, let this through. And I'm like, that's fucked up. 
I'm glad we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. I mean, like, there are there are a million things that you could be doing to make somebody uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, that's just something that you have to be better at yeah. or be better at dealing with. Like, this is what the Gillette commercial is saying. Right. It's like, like you just empathize a bit. Be a little bit more conscious of what you're doing, what other people are doing. It ain't that much. Yeah. But uh, also, fuck Gillette for uh, privatizing a... Uh, uh, an, a legitimate thing and, you know, trying to capitalize off of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, fuck corporations, bang, bang. That's the, that, yeah. and fuck capitalism. There you I'm go. Ring, that. ring the communist bell, ding, ding. I don't know about communism. Okay. Socialist bell, ding, yeah, ding. Let's go. That's, that's a little bit closer. Uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, uh, it's, it's a commercial. Yeah. Um, Take it how you want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the long, exhaust, exhaustive version of uh, the Gillette commercial shit that we, we were talking about. Yeah. But, like, all it's saying, at least in my opinion, is, like, do better. And, yes, it was funny to see people whining and <laughs> crying about it. And thank you, Super Battler, for Battler. Is that Battler or Battler? I would I don't, guess Battler. I don't, I don't say battle. Battle. Bat, battler. Battle. Battler. I don't say battle. Bat. Bat. Bet Midler. Oh, God, Thank you, Bet Midler. I don't even know how to even say it in the same way. Battle. I say battle. Yeah. But I don't say battler. I say battler. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. English. Mm. It's a dumb language that allows you to do some dumb shit with it. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 That's uh, the, yeah. that's the thing. I mean. Do you do whatever the fuck you want? Yeah. I mean, like if somebody if somebody sh- should have checked me in the past, I'm, I, most of the things that I've done, uh, <laughs> most of the horrible things, the horrible social interactions that I've had, thankfully in my life, have been with men. And oh god, uh, I'm glad I'm b- as big as I am because <laughs> a lot of fights would have happened. Yep. Check out my Instagram if you want to see what I look like in 2009. Uh, Instagram.com slash that Denzel. I was probably about 220, something like that. I weigh, uh, for reference, 350 now. Okay. Somewhere around there. All right. And like a lot of people will look at me and say, oh, you don't look like you weigh 350. Bitch, I feel like I weigh 350. Come on. I mean, it helps that you're tall and then it's like it's well distributed. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like you just have a beer gut hanging the fuck out. I do. It's the th- the thing is, I wear clothes that look good on me. Uh, well, that's the real difference then. That's I mean, the biggest tip that we had during our fashion chat a few episodes ago, maybe 10 episodes ago. Some time ago, yeah. Yeah, men who don't know how to dress themselves or whatever. Oh, it was during the second Cringe Cup. Uh, that's right, yeah. 100, episode 100. Uh, the biggest chat that we had there was like, wear clothes that look good on you. And yeah. I just wear fucking a little bit. They're a little bit looser fitting than they should be, but they look good on me. So that's yeah. what I wear. And that's why I don't look like I weigh a billion pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, anyway, thanks everybody uh, for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at X real nerd hours, and you can support the show on Patreon at patreoncom slash real nerd hours. Now you can find all of our social media shit on our website, real nerd I finally fixed it. Everybody Whoa. it's up to fucking date. It's got all of the episodes on it. And you know what? 
it's it's got a page where about an about page written by moi and it's got a social media page so you can just go there and click all that shit and i don't have to read the links anymore uh the hyper hypertext uh transfer protocol semicolon forward slash forward slash world wide web dot and by dot i mean period (laughs) f a c e b o o k period c o m which i'm pretty sure is short for community uh slash i think it's communication r e a l n e r d h o u r s p o d c a s t yeah uh dot com is short for commercial for commercial yeah oh fuck i fucked that up that's okay yep facebook (laughs) Facebook dot facebook period commercial (laughs) go to that go to that website real nerd hours.com yep our website's working again uh thanks Uh, yeah just go there look at it Uh, do me a favor just look at the website i it literally took me hours because the original website that we had up uh for some reason a bunch of the modules failed when it was updated to uh what was it 4.9 i want to say wordpress 4.95 or something like that Mm. and then like i couldn't get into the the back end anymore i couldn't do shit with that website like all of it was terrible it was junk and now i finally took the time to redo it i manually uploaded every episode to that website and i don't even have access to every episode i lost like episode 40 to 60 i don't have the original files on my computer anymore (laughs) oh excuse me i'm leaving that in (laughs) Uh, 40 40 through 60 lost all them shits i i don't know what happened i had to go to soundcloud and i had to download every individual (laughs) fucking episode and then i had to make sure that they were uniformly named so when i did the urls for like the podcast little feature that's on the website i could just paste in that information without having to like edit too much other than the episode number so please just look at the fucking website for me do it for me Oh that my sounds God. like a huge pain in the ass. It was. It was awful. <laughs> and uh, by the time you hear this, depending if you're on the Patreon and you hear this, don't hold me to account for fucking making sure these links are up before Tuesday night because I haven't written that page yet. I I literally took the last two days at my day job to <laughs> upload all of the episodes and then fill in the uh, the show notes and the show names and God. all this shit. It was. It sucked. And that's how I came across all the show notes that I've been writing over the last two years. And my God, <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like some of them, like I could definitely see myself being like drunk while doing. But others, it's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Nice. Yeah. And same with the titles, the show titles. Oh, the some show titles are mad random. Yeah, they are. They're, I don't, I, well, I know how I make them. Uh, but I just hear something during the episode and just throw that in the title. Yeah. Like I looked at Mega Man Battle Royale and that I assume during that episode 
if I recall correctly, is because we were talking about Mega Man Battle Network and Battle Royales yeah. in the same night. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's a clever title. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but like Hair Metal Alchemist, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think that's a good title, though. I yeah, think that it's is kind yeah. of, that is kind of I like that. I like that. Uh, well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening with this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. <laughs>